Welcome back to the Strategic Meeting Tech Podcast. The Strategic Meeting Tech Podcast is your podcast source for news and discussion of the meetings and events industry. Each week, we bring you stories of new technologies, new ideas, and new directions that will directly affect all of us in the meetings and events industry. I'm your host, John Trask. I'm a CMP, a CML, and I'm a 30-year veteran of both the audiovisual and meetings and events industry. And welcome back to the Strategic Meeting Tech Podcast. Uh, we're talking today with uh, Jan Roy, uh, Dr. Jan Roy, and she is a uh, presenter at the upcoming CMP Conclave, which will be September 16th through 18 in Baltimore. Uh, hopefully folks are planning on attending. There's some uh, terrific education. We've talked to a few different people already on the podcast. Uh, but today we're going to be talking to Dr. Roy about her session on the importance of soft skill competencies for meeting professionals. So Welcome to the podcast, Jan. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here, John. And uh, we were just talking before we started the record. Uh, it's great to reconnect with you. We met at a CMP conclave some years ago down in Cancun. Yes. And uh, there was a, I, I recall, I've, I've been to a number of them since then. I really like the educational content at the conclave, and I think they just bring in some terrific, uh, strong speakers. And I'm really uh, excited about the session that you're doing this year. Well, thank you so much. I'm I'm very excited because I just recertified for my 20th year of being a CMP. Wow! Congratulations! And uh, yeah, I I got it first time uh, February of 20, uh, 1996. So um, I've been hanging around <laughs> the convention industry council for a while, and I love the CMP conclave. And and you've probably seen a lot of changes in the CMP program. I know it's changed. I've I've been a, a CMP about half that amount of time, and I know in the time I've been the the it's changed quite a bit. But they seem to be formalizing a lot of things, and there's been a lot of um, just more educational content being brought into the industry. Mm-hmm. It, I think it's important to uh, realize that uh, the hospitality industries in general, convention management are a group of businesses that work together for the good of the the industry. So, um, of course, it's a business. And as soon as we realize that, um, I think it's better for the association, it's better for the planners, it's better for the suppliers. But um, this is an exciting time for our our field. CMPs are well-respected, and um, it's one of those things that we just keep getting better. Absolutely, and I, I think that uh, that kind of speaks to what you're uh, what you're doing at the conclave with the soft skill competencies, because this is sort of a new idea, isn't it? It's really something that people are recognizing and uh, sort of more formalizing the training and the ideas behind. Exactly, you know, soft skills. Um are just traditional in the hospitality industry. People think about soft skills as communication skills and interpersonal, and those are certainly valid soft skills. But in some research that I've done recently um, for leadership, uh, soft skills in leadership and soft skills in the MBA program, I discovered through through my research that the advanced soft skills are the ones that are important for the event planning and uh, meetings industry. And so my um, uh, workshop this time is about the importance of having those soft skills, knowing what they are, and knowing how to implement them. Can you maybe give us a, just a brief overview of, of what you would define as soft skills? Okay. They are the skills that um, are innately 
a part of who you are. They can be taught, um, but mostly they are um, givens. In other words, um, critical thinking. You can teach somebody the skill sets, but you have to do critical thinking on your own. Critical thinking is one of the uh, soft skill competencies. It's not necessarily taught in a classroom. It's taught over a, a amount of years and experience in a subject or a topic. And um, when you communicate, that's one of the soft skills. Mm -hmm. um, one of the soft skills is creative problem solving. You have to, in our industry especially, you have to be aware of uh, Murphy's Law <laughs> and how you can be flexible enough. And one of the things that we talked about in this study was agility. The, the, the ability to um, bounce back quickly, to um, spin on a dime and not let it impact your meeting. And so the customer should never know that there was a glitch. And I have several um, examples that I'm going to give. When I was in actually a meeting planner before I retired in 2000 and went back to school to get my PhD, I was actually a meeting planner for the government. And there were a couple of glitches here and there, but the management never knew until afterwards because you have to have a seamless operation. Those soft skills that I'm talking about, um, industry knowledge, um, uh, being able to implement your ideas, being able to bounce back um, after something has happened and with a smile on your face, um, uh, you know, solving um, problems instantly and making the right decisions. Those are the kinds of things that we're going to talk about and of course ethical behavior. You know, in our industry it is so easy to be on the wrong side with the slip of a dime. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, I want to I want to make sure that our professional planners are keeping that on their radar about the ethical considerations that happen in our industry. There's a lot of eating and drinking going on. <laughs> and, um, you know, you just have to keep uh, abreast of what's happening in the industry and how it's going to impact the way that people see us as a group. I know. I know the ethics is a is a huge uh, area. I've taken a, a session from Joan Eisenstadt. If you know Joan, oh yeah, I know her well. And uh, I, I love her ethics session uh, that that I took a few years ago, and it really made an impact because it it's. It is something that we need to keep it at the forefront of our thinking within the industry. And we do have a lot of opportunities for things to go wrong uh, when you're talking about people consuming alcohol and, and, you know, the situations people get out of their comfort zone and sometimes will act in ways that they wouldn't normally uh, act constrained in their regular uh, daily job or their daily life. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. It's, it's so, uh, well, it's... it's Excuse oh, me. No, go ahead. <laughs> the um, the soft skills um, trend, if you will, is running rampant right now. It used to be that soft skills were considered um, for um, customer service jobs. Mm -hmm. People, everybody now, every single industry, and I've been studying this for the last two years, every single industry now has a soft skills component. Because it is so necessary to be able to work in a global society. And that what we found in the study was that soft skills vary according to the profession. 
some things that are relevant for um, police and firemen for soft skills, getting along with the community, how to do that. Those are, the, those are soft skills. Mm -hmm. That's not something that you'll learn at the police academy. You'll learn to be nice to your, you know, how, how do you be nice to somebody that you're pulling over and giving a traffic ticket? But um, those are soft skills. And what we need to do is learn how to implement the soft skills across the professions. I uh, I came across a study when I was uh, preparing to uh, to chat with you about this that said eighty uh, percent of career achievements are are determined by a person's soft skill competencies. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and you know, John, that old saying: we learn how to play and uh, with each other in, in the sandbox. Mm -hmm. You 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 have gained valuable knowledge by the time you get into the workforce about. Um, team teamwork and how to how to be a team player and that kind of thing and how to get along with your neighbor. But also, uh, once you've gotten to that point and you mastered that skill, then you have to go to the next level, and that is, according to your profession, what things are important to your industry that will set you apart from everybody else. And one of those things is those implementation skills, knowing how to. Um, have an idea and to put it into play. How do you do that? How do you get your idea from in your head to a piece of paper to actually implementing implementing it in your workplace? <clears throat> so, as a, as a person is uh, maybe considering this and and wondering how it how it can affect them in their career and in their job, how do you assess yourself and how do you maybe work on improving some of these areas? Are there any tips you can offer? Well, you know, I don't want to give away the whole thing. Right, right. <laughs> but I do know that um, what I've learned at 27 years in this industry, and I've worked, uh, I, I was uh, in a hotel, I was uh, the convention center um, director of marketing, I was the convention bureau director of sales and marketing, and um, and then an event, planner, event and meeting planner for the government. So I've been on all sides of the fence. And then... Um, now uh, teaching 14 years, um, teaching the subject. So what I've learned is that the one thing that we have to set our sights on and keep at the forefront is that we have to do, we have to first of all set realistic goals for ourselves and then worry about, or not worry, worry might not be the right word, be concerned about the things that you can control. There's so many things that are out of your control that you spend worrying, spend time worrying about that never come to fruition. And so don't worry about those things. Start with prioritizing your own schedule, your own life, your own goals. And then um, you kind of work around that. Time management, poor time management is no longer an excuse because now it's not about time management. It's about prioritizing your time and prioritizing what's on your list and, um, you know, keep up, keep up with what's going on in your industry. Stay involved with your professional association. Attend meetings. Um, everything is the same until it isn't anymore. <laughs> Right. <laughs> would you would you say that that a lot of these skills would also translate when when we're talking about attending meetings into things like networking, which is is so important in our uh, in our business, it, just mm -hmm. meeting people and networking and talking, um, is that an area that kind of translates over into this being a strong skill set? 
Absolutely. If you are not able to network, if you're not able, we used to call it worker room. I don't know if that's the term anymore. I haven't been in the industry for a while. But if you're not able to um, go into a situation where you don't know anyone and immediately make yourself feel a part of the group, that's that's a soft skill. Mm -hmm. That's a hard skill that is soft. And networking and working the room um, is very important. I tell my students all the time, if you're going to be successful in this industry, you must know people. And it is not who you know. It's who knows you. Mm -hmm. And it's also important to be able to um, communicate other than social media. You know, the new generation is social media crazy and it's okay. We have to accept it, embrace it. Mm -hmm. However, you also, what happens if the internet goes down? Can you pick up the telephone? Right. And have you, have you just not collected business cards at your conference, but you've actually made friends and relationship building skills? I've always said when I'm when I'm at a conference, I would rather sit and talk to one person for ten or fifteen minutes than talk to ten or fifteen people for a minute each and just rush through and collect a bunch of cards. Exactly, exactly. And that, you know, it used to be a thing with how many cards did you get. Now it's how many relationships did you build? Did you start when you were at the conference? And I always have something on the back of that card that was very interesting about the person. And I bet if I can go back to my stash of cards, I have 3,000 of them, <laughs> and find your card, I'm sure there's something interesting on there that I wrote about you six years ago when we first met. So I, I believe uh, in networking, John. I really have always believed in it. I think that in this industry, relationships are everything. You have to know how to trust people. And the way you do that is you get to know them. Definitely. I couldn't agree more. It's a, and it is a hospitality industry. It's about people connections and it's about yes. working with people effectively. And, uh, and I, I know I'm over in the technology side of things. And I think sometimes people in, in my side of the world lose track of that. I, I see salespeople who aren't very good at communicating, uh, what, they're trying to accomplish on the client's behalf with the technology and the technology can be intimidating for planners. So that's an area that I've tried to demystify in, in a number of ways within my career, just to help kind of bridge that conversation. And I think these are areas that we can all look for places that we can bridge the conversation and that we can improve how we communicate to improve the work that we do on behalf of all of our clients in the end. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. Now, when you're, uh, you mentioned your students, I, I, was, I was kind of wondering, too, it, is there an area that you see your students coming in? We touched on social media, and there's a lot of talk about millennials and all of these things, but what, what skills do you find maybe your classes in general you wish that they were coming in stronger with, or you wish, you hope that they leave stronger than they arrived in? Well, you know what? It's writing skills. Mm -hmm. You know, communication is... Um, verbal and nonverbal. It's written and it's oral. Now, you may be able to um, have command over the oral communication, but often students come into class and they don't know how to write a decent business letter. They're using taxis. They're using small letter, small capital, small letters or for um, the letter I. It should be always capitalized. That kind of thing. Right. And I 
dock points. When I say it once, I say one time, okay. Now that you know that you can't um, submit an assignment that looks like a text, <laughs> then are you going to get docked for it? And um, some of the younger ones just don't see why. What difference does it make if, if the I is capitalized or not? And I said, because if you don't think I is important, then I certainly won't think you are important. You know, it's one of those <laughs> things. So you've got to capitalize the things that are important, the proper nouns. But yeah, I think writing skills is on well, that any, any, any college person coming in into uh, the workforce. Make sure that your communication skills, all of them, whether you're texting or whether you are um, on the phone or you're writing a letter and, you know, it should all be formal. I don't like the idea of this informality in the workplace. I don't like the idea that you're sending me a text and my office is two doors down the hall from yours. It's like, get up and walk down <laughs> or pick up the telephone. And my daughter and I have this conversation all the time because she's like very lax in her, in her texting. And I said, I'm not going to answer, answer you. And I correct her all the time. And she's like, Mom, I'm not one of your students. I said, yes, you are. You will always be one of my students. <laughs> well, and, and I, I understand that because I, I come from a generation back as well where I spend more time writing a text than most people I know because I do put punctuation in and I do capitalize. Exactly. And exactly. It, it seems like I agree with what you're saying. Any business communication needs to be held to a certain standard. And uh, it's different than when you're hanging out with your friends and talking to them and you you want to impress and you want to communicate effectively. So uh, that makes perfect sense to me what you're saying about uh, needing those writing skills. I think that's a, that's a great tip for anybody who's just entering the industry is to, to work on developing those. And that's certainly an area that you can easily work on developing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think, uh, I think that there's going to be a tremendous amount of information that folks can learn about with the, uh, with the idea of the soft skills and just understanding better how it, uh, how it fits into their workplace and their work within the meetings industry. So uh, I hope that folks will come to your session. I believe it's on Sunday. Um, yes. And uh, I, think, uh, I think that there's going to be some really valuable information there that people can get uh, when they come to the Conclave in Baltimore. Great. Thank you so much, John. Thank you. Appreciate you taking time to be on today, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you in Baltimore. I'll see you soon. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. This has been the Strategic Meeting Tech Podcast, your podcast source for news and discussions of the meetings and events industry. You can find out more about Strategic Meeting Tech at our website, www.strategicmeetingtech.com. There you'll find resources and information about how we help planners to create better audiovisual and technology outcomes at their events. Our music is provided by Steph Sachs, under license from the Creative Commons, and you can find out more information and links to the artists there on our website as well. Please send any comments or show suggestions to John, J-O-M, at strategicmeetingtech.com. Thanks for listening.